I think having processes are super important. Like everybody needs to know like what they're responsible for, for everything that happens in your business. Hey everybody, what's up? Today on the show, I brought my friend and fellow member of the SPI Accelerator, David Young. David is the founder of Drone Launch Academy and is selling online trainings and physical products. He built a major business over there. And it wasn't always like that though. So today, David and I talk about one super important aspect of building an online business, which I didn't find many people talking about these days. And I think you know it needs to be talked about more. And that's growing a remote team. We talk about concepts that I only learned in the past couple of years, and maybe even like past two years. We talk about SOPs, hiring and outsourcing, managing your team, delegating, documenting, creating proper processes. These are kind of the stuff that like I learned recently in recent years, but David seems to really get it down and he built a major team. It's awesome. So if you're into building your online business and brand, you'll definitely see this conversation and get some insights from that. Not only insights, but basically you're going to get some actionable tips and book recommendations. So it's a great conversation. Hope uh, you will enjoy. I really enjoyed talking to David about this. We talked about like, okay, what should we talk about? Because we have so many things we can talk about. And we said, okay, we should talk about this because this is important. And also I'm building my team. So everybody enjoy it. Let's do this. Yo, 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 what's up, creative entrepreneurs? Sagi here, and welcome to the Creativepreneur Show, the podcast where digital creatives share their stories on how they've instilled greatness into their own lives and the lives of others. We will discuss strategies for online businesses, personal branding, mindset, design, digital marketing, storytelling, high achievement, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build our influence, our brand, and our businesses in order to build a life of impact. Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Creativepreneur Show. Today we have David Young on the show. David, what's up, man? What's going on, Sagi? Thanks. Dude, first of all, I don't know how come you haven't been on the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> For the past year, I've been like having everybody from the, from the side saying, sorry, I'm the SPI accelerator on, on the yeah. show. And we still have a few left. You're one of them, yeah, and I'm happy saving, to have you on. Yeah, just saving the best for last, of course. I'm sure it's what your, your strategy was, so <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man, totally. Thank you for coming on. And uh, also kind of apologizing for a lack of great sound on the podcast this on my end, because I'm recording from a co-working space still with my regular earphones on, but I had a whole podcast here in Israel with these headphones, so hopefully it will be okay. And there's not too many, too much noise because it's already late here in Israel. So everybody already left. I'm kind of like the last one in the office. Hopefully what, don't lock me what time in. Is it, what time is it over there? Uh, right now it's like uh, 9.25 p.m. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> late. Yeah. yeah, man. So happy to have you on and Jam. So to anybody who doesn't know, uh, David Young is an entrepreneur from Florida. And he is, his brand and his, his business is called uh, Drone Launch Academy. And that's where he teaches people on not only how to use drones, but basically how to uh, get past exams that are like uh, legal exams, right? Like, basically, yeah, right. Can you tell yeah. So for the U.S., sure. Yeah. So for the U.S., if you want to do drones commercially for money, for work, anything like that, you have to have uh, a license. To get the license, you got to pass a test. So we have the prep course to help people pass that test. Uh, so that's kind of one of the main things we do. And then we're building on more stuff onto that to help people have businesses, uh, drone businesses, and do other things with drones, build some skills around you know, cinematography or 
doing uh, infrastructure inspections, things like that. So it's been fun. Dude, it's really awesome. And so uh, David's been a friend from the SPI Accelerator, Pat Flynn's mastermind. We were together in that mastermind for a year, uh, just finished uh, a couple months ago. Um, yeah. And we're obviously still in touch, still, still meeting in uh, different conferences. And yeah, it was, it was fun, man, because like, I mean, first of all, you're, you're an awesome person, but you're also like, I guess all of us kind of like in the, in the mastermind were uh, family people just building our lifestyle businesses and uh, looking at how we can now work as hard as, you know, as, as people usually do. And I'm talking about I'm sitting here at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. No, but that's, you know, that's, that's... Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. I think it's probably more a matter of like priority rather than like how hard you work. You know what I mean? So, right. um, because I think all of us work pretty... I would say we worked pretty hard. You know what I mean? Like we were willing to work late or whatever. But it wasn't like we were going to put that as like the number one, like forefront, in, you know, in front of everything else. Um, so... Right. Uh, I think, yeah, but yeah, like you said, it was nice to be in a group where everybody had pretty similar, like principles of business, if you will, um, as far right. as like how they structure things from a like priority standpoint. So yeah, I know it was great. And you know, I think the first time we like really hung out, hung out is, I don't know if you talked me into it or what, but you're like, yeah, let's go on a huge run uh, really early in the morning. The first morning we're in San Diego. So I was like, why not? You know, I haven't run in forever, but I'll, let's do it. And oh my gosh, I remember you're like knocking on my door like, hey David, you ready to go? I'm like, oh, I just want to die. It was like <laughs> but, uh, 6 a.m., right? We, we got up at like yeah. 6 or and, um, uh, But no, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, we ran down to the ran down to the pier, came back, got it all in. Then we got back and you're like, let's do some push-ups. I'm like, is this guy crazy? <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, it so was much fun, more cheap than I am. So it was fun. Dude, it was uh, fun. So you're talking to me on a day that I, actually today I was at a practice already at, at 6 a.m. I was already at my Muay Thai instructor. He decided to do these things now in the summer break where he gets everybody in, at 6 a.m. in a group and we do a, a Muay Thai workout. So already 6 a.m. I was kind of like running around and <laughs> and I got I pretty going at it. I banged my knee pretty hard today. It was pretty. Anyways, uh -oh. it doesn't, yeah. So what we want to talk about today, and I think there's something that will interest a lot of you out there listening, is like Debbie and I want to jam on kind of like things uh, regarding delegation. And I mean, we can talk about so many topics, but I think like we can start with that because also it's one of my insights from FlynnCon. We just both came back from FlynnCon. We stayed at the same Airbnb, by the way, which was awesome. And, and so one of the like things that I took away is like, okay, I need to build a team properly. I need to delegate properly in order to be able to succeed. And I know you built a team around you and, um, and you're mm -hmm. on to, into, into doing that as well, like in the process of building a team. Can you tell us about your process? Like what, what, what do you do nowadays? Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to like think back. If you rewind it all the way back, right? Everybody starts by themselves, usually, unless you have like a business partner. Right. Typically people will start by themselves uh, and kind of the, the solopreneur kind of thing, right? So right. Um, you have the idea, you start fleshing it out. Maybe you like get a few people to help you with like a website or whatever. But I mean, you got a lot of creatives on your pockets. So people probably know how to build their own websites. But there's usually <laughs> some piece of it where you're like, uh, I don't know how to do this as well. So you either kind of try to hack through it or you might get someone to help you. But right. it's usually just for like a one-off project. And, and that's what I did mostly because you're like, well, this thing isn't making any money. So like what? You know, usually people don't have piles of cash sitting around to 
hire a bunch of people and build this big structure. And a lot of times, at least for me, when I was like starting, I was like, I didn't even know what that would look like. You know what I mean? I didn't know like, oh yes, here are the pieces that I need to have. And here's who I need to have doing what, like, you, you know, you don't really, you don't know what that's going to be. So, yeah. um, so I just started doing stuff and then, you know, as you go through, you can kind of see, Hey, are there, I don't know. I guess you could split it up in like two criteria, right? There's either like tasks that I, I hesitate to say like low value, but like they are something that you could hire someone cheaper than you to do that piece of it just as well as you could. And so for me, as I was getting into like, so we were selling a lot of online courses related to drones. And as we were, as I was doing that, um, you know, I'm responding to tons of emails. Well, not at first stuff at first, but once we started like running ads and getting more traffic, then people start asking questions and calling and like, Oh, Hey, I want to know about this or that. And a lot of it's like the same questions over and over. It doesn't matter if you have FAQs on your side and you tell them a billion times, they'll still call and be like, Oh, how long does it take to go through your program? You're like, oh, <laughs> this is everywhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh, but like, you know, people call you, uh, people email you, which is, which is great, right? You want like activity. But after a while, it's like I'm spending, I'm still working full time. So I'm like trying to like answer on the side on my cell phone or like right. at my lunch break, call someone. So, I mean, it just, it got to be kind of hectic and um, kind of sucked up all my energy doing that. And I didn't really have time to focus on like the business growth. Mm -hmm. And so customer service is an area where, you know, there's plenty of super qualified people out there that are not insanely expensive and can help you out. So right. I think I got on Upwork and, or I, you know, I used different, I think I tried to use like a VA service at first and they were like, Oh, that's not exactly like what we're for. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, um, um, virtual, virtual, that Chris Duckers thing. Like, is uh, no, I don't know if I used something at first you can use, I mean, there's a bunch of those types yeah, of things. Is, yeah. a lot of websites. Um, Upwork but I use, yeah, I think I use Upwork. Well, what it ha what happened at first was, uh, it was this company called Zirtual with a Z and they were like a, basically a team of VAs. I don't know if they're still around or not but you got like assigned a VA and I don't know how you pay, you got like blocks of time, but they said, well, we can't, I'm not really supposed to do that, but I can help you find someone that can do that. And I'm like, sure. So they like posted a job for me on Upwork and did all that stuff and um, ended up finding someone where I had them set up like a couple calls with me. Cause I'm like, I at least want to be able to speak with them and make sure they can communicate intelligently. Yeah. So, I mean, I went through, you know, a couple phone calls and basically hired the person that sounded the friendliest, um, like, and that sounded like the most competent. So, okay. and she still works for me today. I was like three years ago. Nice. And so I heard first had her start doing like customer service stuff. So like answering phones and emails. Um, and then that frees me up a ton to like do more. So I, I think people's biggest problem. So now, now we have like, I have someone that does accounting and these are all like usually like part-time contractors, but they work for me on like a regular basis. Right. So I have like someone who does all the accounting, and financial projections and kind of keeps all that in order because I have like a specific because I used to do I was like a CPA formerly so I have like a really oh. specific way I like to like see things and stuff so I'm kind of anal about that but <laughs> so I have some a, a former friend I used to work with who does it for me on the side um, and he's passing that off to another friend that we both worked with and then he's going to be taking on more of like helping with like SEO and content and uh, some web analytics stuff and then I have someone who does answers they just do email answering and they do some create some new course content for me and then another person who does answers all the phones and is also kind of like in a our affiliate manager and builds partnerships um another person who runs all the paid ads they have their own company though this paid ad, the paid ads person um but we're friends and so i'm i guess i'm his client technically and we have another we actually have another company we started a little side project for both of us we're saying it just kind of accumulates over time right so like as you right. 
for me, it was like, cool, I got that customer service thing passed off. Ooh, that's a big like burden off my shoulders and I can go and focus on more like revenue generating stuff, right? Either like getting more clients or creating new products or whatever it is. And then once I realized, oh man, I'm spending a lot of my, like, it's just constantly looking at where am I spending my time and like, what can I, like, which things really require me the most and which could somebody else possibly do, you know? And I think just doing the exercise over and over, people are, I think, afraid to one, spend the money on it because they think they just view the expense. They don't realize like, okay, you add this expense, but hopefully, you know, you are able to replace that time with some more valuable activities that lead to more revenue. And then it just kind of cycles. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely scary at first to be like, oh my gosh, I'm paying this person how much and they're going to work how many hours a week. And that's like, oh, that's like a thousand dollars a month. And like, oh no, but it's like, well, no, I can work an hour project that'll add $2,000 a month. Right. I think that's where a lot of people get hung up um, is, is adding help because of the expense at first. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely scary, right? I mean, most people are, are afraid about, about getting too many people. And, and it is a mistake to bring too many people on board at the beginning. Yeah, right? for sure. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you have well, the revenue. Well, and I was going to say, and I also had the issue of like uh, about a year ago, like my, I was like tacking people on, right? And then all of a sudden my revenue started to actually go the other way. It started going in reverse. And I'm like, what's happening? Oh, no. You know? And yeah. so, um, I don't know if it was like some seasonality to our, what we were selling or what, but it just was going like month after month was going down. We hadn't changed anything. Our ads were still the same. Uh There was nothing like externally that I could point to being like, Oh, this is why our sales are down. So I ended up having to um, trim back a little bit. So I like not fire people because they're contractors anyways. And most of them already had other, like either other clients or other full-time jobs too. So it wasn't like I was, which takes a lot of pressure off me. Right. Cause you're, it's not like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to eat now because you know, that would really stress me. Out. I think that's, that's such a strong point, by the way, like the fact that working with contractors and that's a new world. I mean, that's what Tim Ferriss was talking about when he was talking about the new rich in a way uh, in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And by the way, if anybody mm-hmm. listening to this now or watching this, like hasn't heard, uh, read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, I really recommend you to do that, right? I should probably um, reread it. It's been a while since I l- went through it. Oh, me too, by the way. Like I think it's like been over three years. Um, yeah. But by the way, I just read a great book by Chris Ducker at the event. He recommended me to read Virtual Freedom. Have you read that book? I have not. Is it good? Listen, it's freaking awesome. So I just read that book. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris Ducker's book, like, and I love Chris Ducker. So Chris, and he's probably going to be on the show one day. So um, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. But the, the you, Rise of the Youpreneur, like for me, um, I got nothing out of that book. It's a book for really the beginners, like really, really aimed at beginners. So when I read that book, I was like, ah, I'm not getting anything from here. Like maybe someone was just considering opening a side project. But when I read Virtual Freedom, wow, like this was finally the book I'm, I really I'm needed. Getting it, I'm looking it up on Amazon here right yeah. now. So he also, um, the, the reading itself, how, the way it's written, I'm also, you know, I'm listening to all the books, but uh, I don't read, but I listen. But it's just, it was, um, the language in the book was just funny. Like it's, it's Chris Tucker's humor, right? And it comes through. Oh, Chris Tucker wrote this book. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. So um, Chris Tucker, I, I was talking to him at the event. One of my insights from the event was to get a team. So I was talking to him about that. And he said like, hey, you should read my book. Like I have another book. And I didn't know he had another book. So anyways, anybody listening right now and thinking about like hiring a team or want to learn more about this topic is like, uh, and, and what we're talking about right here, please go and download uh, and, and get Virtual Freedom by Chris Tucker. It's amazing, 
uh, please do it after you read the four hour work week. I think it comes after, um, maybe even at a later stage. But I think one of the things he talked about there is making a list of stuff that, um, one are the things that you should not do, right? The things that you should not do that you, you're doing in your business every day and you should not be doing. The second is a list. Just like period, the, like nobody should be doing them essentially? No, no, that, that you shouldn't be, you personally oh, shouldn't be doing that as the CEO okay. of your company, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right, so because if, you're, if you want to grow your company, you just can't do everything like we're talking about right now. Right. So, I mean, so what should you not do? For instance, for you, David, it was like answering phone calls. Like I, 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 I shouldn't be answering phone calls, like, you know? Um, yeah. So the things that you say I shouldn't do. The second list you're making is the things that you cannot do. For instance, um, development, right? Like, or stuff like that, or some people design, or some people SEO, stuff that you just cannot do. Like, it's you, you can't. Like, it's not, not, it's not in your skill set. Right, yeah. it's not in your skill set. You, you just like it's not. If you would do them, you would suck. Um, but you should do them <laughs> yeah. for your business, right? That's the second list, and the third list, um, and that's a luxury list, is things that you don't want to do. It's different than the things you shouldn't do. It's just things you don't want to do. And that's like another list of stuff that is just like, so those three lists and then you start getting people that can take care of that list, like, you know, item by item on the list. And, um, and some people can handle a couple at once, but you just shouldn't look for the people that can do also design, but also take phone calls, right? Like you should look for very specific people that can tackle the items on the list. And once you do, you're like on the golden path to creating a virtual freedom, as he says, right? <laughs> yeah, it was I was going to say, I was going to touch back on something you were talking about before real quick when you said like, don't, there's, there is some risk, right. In bringing too many people on. Um, I would say that sometimes people err on the too cautious side. Like Mm -hmm. I think they should probably be worried about bringing too few people on versus bringing too many people on. Um, But you know, there's two things. Like one thing, when you get more people on, that's more people to manage. And even if you're not managing like the people you're managing, like what projects they are working on, essentially you're having to, they're doing stuff for you. And that creates things for you to now have to like review. Right. All right. And so either you have to review it and say, Oh, thank you. This looks good. And and implement what they, or they're implementing it or whatever. But so you still have to check in or you have to have somebody else on your team. That's just as good as you are and can read your mind on what you're looking for and what you want. Um, And luckily I have one guy that works for me on the side part-time and, and like, I don't know if there's a literally been a time when I haven't said something to him like, Oh, Hey, here's kind of what I'm looking for. He like goes off and comes back and it is like, he's nice. like, he can see inside my brain. You know what I mean? It's like, he knows exactly <laughs> what it is. So that's, nice. that's really nice. But, um, but yeah, so there's, there's that you have to, you know, realize that you're going to have to like block off time to like, okay, I'm going to need to check in with this person, review this. Like there just becomes more of like a, you're managing the puzzle pieces rather than like yeah. creating the puzzle pieces at that point, right. which is good. Cause that's probably now you have, if you look at all the collective hours being worked on your thing, right? Like if you view like every input is, and as long as every input is like constructive and every input is like someone not wasting time, right? You're trading time for greater value. Like you have more and more units that are going right. into your business and like more, the bigger it can, can get, right? Cause you only have so much time as one person. So, right. so there's that component. And then the other component is like you said, sometimes you can add people, but then stuff happens, right? Like revenue can go down, economy can change, whatever. And that kind of sucks. So, but that happened to me and I had to like go to one person who's on our team who's basically like, then you have to look at it in reverse. Okay. What are the things that like now, if you're going to figure out who to like trim first, you know, it's like, which things 
are the most important, which have to stay, which ones, which things do I hate doing the most? You know what yeah. I mean? What's yeah. if I take, like, if this person goes away, like, you know, how's that going to impact me? So, um, so it was one guy on our team and I was like, listen, I'm, I'm going to need to, uh, like, we're going to need to like part ways at least temporarily. So we did. And then, uh, a couple months later, I was doing stuff myself. It was, that was like answering emails or something. A couple months later, I was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> I, know I, do this. I was like, I'll, fi- I'll, fi- I'll figure something else out. <laughs> and so, but then I said, hey, listen, I think maybe I was paying him above market rate for what I could have been paying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which like, if I had the flexibility to do, like I enjoy doing that, right? Because like, I want to pay people yeah. well when I can. But, um, but I said, hey, listen, I'd love for you to come back um, but if you are going to do it, like I'm gonna have to cap it at this many hours and like lower and the rate will be like lower. Yeah. Um, cause I, cause I'd asked him like, have you found a job yet? And he's like, no, yeah. just listen, I'm just throwing this out there. If you're interested, you can come back. If that's like, not like what you're looking for, that's like too low or whatever. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. I can, well, I'll figure something out. And he's like, no, no, I'll come back. So he ended up coming back for a while, um, and helping out, which was good. But then he ended up taking another job eventually. So, so it ended up working out, but yeah, that's a, that's a sucky yeah, conversation. Um, no, but what, what, one thing is like, I think it's important to say that uh, once you finish maybe working with someone or, or even like if it's not on the best terms, sometimes they come back. And I actually have an experience with that with my podcast editor, um, um, which kind of like we work together and he's probably listening to this right now editing. Um, and hey, Arthur, <laughs> what's up? Um, so anyways, like we, we kind of like met randomly, like someone recommended uh, him to me and I reached out and we started working together like on almost like a, a lot of things I think also like I was not I've, obviously I wasn't managing well enough I built a team fast too fast and I had a personal assistant that I let her manage the entire operation and it's kind of like I tried to skip a stage from managing myself to bringing it directly to kind of like this project manager who I also wanted to do my accounting and everything like at once um mm, like so yeah. pr- basically like i was throwing too many tests on, t- on too many people and uh and this anyway it didn't end well i told him like okay listen like i i don't know what i'm paying you for man like so um like we should maybe part ways or like either uh we do something specific project based and then he kind of like, he disappeared um just mm. poof disappeared and i okay so he's gone uh all right i'll do podcast editing and everything like that myself or something and um Anyways, I ended up like working with this editing company and whatever. But at some point, um, he actually reached out to me like a couple months, I think later, like uh, almost a half year later, he reached out again on Instagram and I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey dude, what's up? I'm just like, and I just finished working with that podcast company. Like, do you want to come back and edit my podcast? Maybe, um, mm-hmm. and we'll do it project based. And this time, like, you know, we know exactly what, uh, I know what I'm paying you for. You know what you're doing exactly. Like there's yeah. no um, gray area. We all know what, what's going on. And this became great. And I think we have a great process going on. He's like doing a great job editing the podcast and uploading it to WordPress and Transistor uh, and to the hosting. Um, and uh, even now, I just uh, gave him another responsibility to also share it on social media. So he's not like doing the whole kind of like editing to spreading it on my socials um, at mm, once. Awesome. Like, yeah, for every episode. So it's great. Um, so thank you, Arzel, for coming back and, and reaching out again. And, um, and I think like, I think this is a great thing to understand that business relationships keep going. Um, but I want to yeah. dig, I want to I jump in because I think you're, you're ahead of me for sure regarding building a team. And right now I'm building mine. One of the things I'm focusing on is like SOPs. Do you, are you into SOPs? And like, 
SOP is like standard operating procedures for anybody who doesn't know, kind of like creating the checklist for your employees and stuff. So yes and no. I think, so I am definitely a fan. I'll say this, I'm definitely a fan of having a standardized process that everybody agrees on and everybody's trained on, right? Like I think that's very important. And I think, I think having like light documentation is good. Like I think that's yeah. good. Uh, I just know some people can go like overboard on... I don't know if that's, I mean, some people, I feel like some classic business people would like roll over in the grave, hear me say this, like some people go overboard on documentation. Cause my, my only fear when I document something is like, cool, we've got this process down. We've documented it. Um, like anybody read it. <laughs> well, it's not, even, yeah. Well, a who's referring back to this. Right. Yeah. Um, and B like if you're hiring a new person every week, I think that makes sense to do something like that where they're going to have to like get up to speed. Right. And you need someone to get up to speed. Uh-huh. But like, I look at a couple things when thinking about SOPs. What's the likelihood that this is going to change in the next like two to three months or yeah. six months? You know what I mean? Like I don't want to spend a ton of time creating this book and all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're doing it totally differently. You know, like how fluid is this process yeah. or is this pretty like standardized? And then um, like who's referring back to this? You know, yeah. if it's something that like people, if it's something that might be a little bit complicated or people only learn and people learn once they need to like keep remembering it. You know what I mean? I think that's good. So what I've done instead is, well, not kind of instead, but I, whenever I come up with like a new process or procedure, Uh I just go to Camtasia. I have Camtasia, but you can use ScreenFlow or Loom or whatever. And I create a video and I just say, Hey guys, here's the video on the XYZ process. Here's how this works. And I just do a screen recording with my voice. Okay. When someone places an order here, we're going to go this um, this role will take it here. This role will take it here. And I create a video on it and I'll dump it in a training folder and I'll sending it out. And, and I give access to the people, um, right. who need to know how to do that. And we also have like some like word documents, like shared, like Google docs that are, that just have like bullet points, like yeah, checklist. here, like here are the steps that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like checklists. Yeah. but like, um, so I think that's the kind of stuff is good because it's, it's pretty quick to create. And if the process right. changes, it does, it only takes a couple minutes to like update. Um, but I've seen, I've seen some process documentation that's like, click this button, go to this, like, or like, it's just, it's almost like too detailed where it's like, Oh, if someone like updates some software, now your instructions are obsolete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like if a third party updates where that one button is within Facebook, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause Facebook, the Facebook dashboard changes all the time. So it can be like, right. click exactly here, you know? So, yeah. um, so I think, I think it's, I think it's good. I think having processes are super important. Yeah. Um, and, and we try to do that. Um, like everybody needs to know like what they're responsible for, for everything that happens in your business. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I think so important. Man. Yeah. So like for an, for example, when, so sometimes we'll get, we call them bulk orders. So a company comes to us and they say, Hey, we want to get 10 pilots, uh, this training course uh-huh. so they can pass their test. So I say, cool. So instead of that person entering their credit card information in one time for each 10 people, you know what I mean? Creating new user accounts. Yeah. We um, just send them an invoice because we can send that straight to their like accounting department. The accounting right. department can pay and then we can give them a code to whoever the point of contact was and right. they can just give that code out to their team and it's good for like 10 uses. So people can go in and they can create their own accounts. It's like, this is something that's going to happen over and over again. And we need like a system to like who has the ball when, how to communicate with the customer, something like that. Right. And like, I feel like sales processes need to have this, especially when there's like human interaction. Um, so, so for us, it's like, cool, we created a, f- and, and I try to think like, what's the way we can streamline this? Like, so there's like the least touches possible. Yeah. Um, especially if it's going to be happening over and over again. It's like, if it's going to happen twice, it's like no point. Yeah. 
but so we, we went to type form. We made like a type form, um, that they fill out that say like who they are, how they're paying, how many licenses they want. Um, you know, where do they want yeah. the invoice to go? Just all the details we need. Right. Mm -hmm. So when somebody writes in asking for that, I have a, we have a pre rut done email that says like, here, here's how to respond to when someone asks for multiple users and licenses. Yeah. It lays out the pricing it lays out the, this and the links. And I tell them like, obviously edit the message to make sure it fits whatever the person said, right? You don't, I don't want it to look like a super canned response. Um, and then they fill out the form. And then when someone fills out that form, it sends an alert to Asana that says, Hey, we got a new bulk order. And then I need to tweak some part, but the process will be as soon as that happens, it takes the information from the, uh, sorry, it, it sends a, a notice to Slack, which is like our, I don't know if you guys haven't used yeah. Slack. It's just like a instant yeah. messaging uh, tool. Um, and it'll cr automatically take the information from the type form and create a task in Asana, which is our like project management tool. Yep. It'll assign it to the person who needs to create the invoice, automatically put the due date, automatically put the information they need to know. So now all of a sudden that person gets an alert. Oh, I got to create an invoice. They can go into QuickBooks, my finance yep. person. They can create an invoice. They can send it off. Once they send the invoice, now it's like in the customer's court. Once the invoice gets paid, QuickBooks goes, hey, the invoice is paid that using Zapier shoots off an alert to Slack again that says, Hey, it got paid. Now ah. there's like a, now there's an, another task created in Asana that says, Hey, you guys need to create the promo code and send it to the customer for these. So then the customer service guy gets wow. it. He creates the promo code. He sends it to the, he emails the person with their information and then checks it off. And so like that obviously needs to be like, oh, that's a process that people need to be educated on and follow. But now it's like, once it takes time to set it up, but now that we do it, you know, a couple times a month, um, now it's like anytime someone does a bulk order, it's not this, because we've had like people saying, oh, I already filled this form out and like, where's my invoice and I already paid this. You know, it's like, so you hit those a yeah. couple times and you're like, okay, we need a process. Yeah. And so I'm like, everybody needs to know what they're doing and who's the backup and, and whatever. So, um, nice. so that, that's one of the things we have like a more formalized like process for. Not everything's like that, right? Because yeah especially when you're in a business is like a lot of ideas are just like brand new. You're like, this seems like a good idea, but like, I don't know if this is going to stick, right? Like this could change. Yeah. So I think once you like test things to where you're like, okay, we're going to be doing this like often, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're getting like, every time you get a new customer, you need to have like a, when the customer comes on, like here's what we do. Here's yeah. how we educate them. Here's how we, you know, so like an onboarding process every time someone signs up for our mailing. And sometimes that's just like, they get this email sequence or whatever, you know? So we have processes and systems for like, um, you know, collecting testimonials and reviews. Um, you know, we send people t-shirts if they take the time to leave a review, stuff like that. So anytime where you're like, we're going to need to repeat this over and over again. Um, I think that is good to take some time, nail down the process and put some at least light documentation around what it is you're doing. Yeah. So dude, like that, that sounds like a pretty crazy process that you have going on. It's great that it's working for you. It's like, yeah, well, I don't think in, it's like not like one day we sat down and went, cool. I think this is how the process is going to go. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it sure. builds on more and more like, Oh, Hey, Steve, can you actually create the invoice from now on? And so he'll take that piece. And then it's like, right. Oh, and then we do that for a while. Oh, actually, can we add the, you know, so they're just kind of like, Right. You're just adding adding on to it after a while right. for, the, for the things that you have to do over and over. You're just delegating, right? Yeah, just delegating and then and then making sure they know when it's time for them to jump into action. So, yeah. um, but I think, you know, 
for for any business, whether you're a creative person or a um, you know, if you're an engineer or whatever, like there's gonna be things in your business that are um like repeatable that like hap- happen every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a good I don't know if you've ever read the E Myth. Uh have you have you no. seen that book? Michael Gerber. My copy's a little beat up. But um yeah, dude, really good book. He looks he looks pretty wacky, but it's, it's a good <laughs> book. Yeah, every time I've seen him do an interview, he's always got this big old hat on, white hat. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, that's mostly talking about, you know, like why, why businesses, like why most businesses fail. And it's because most people try to be the technician. He talks about like a technician, a manager. I don't know the third thing. There's kind of like three people. And he's talking about, you know, especially in like a, he uses an example of like a cake shop, right? Like a person, they're so busy making cakes all the time that they don't actually take time to like run the business. You know, that's everybody like work right. on the business versus in the business, that kind of right. thing. I mean, our job is um, to bring in sales, bring in business, <laughs> you know, um, and in yeah. large numbers. Um, and if we want to scale, um, so yeah, it makes sense. And, I and think it's, that, and it's like, no, I was going to say, yeah, it is. But I, like, I, I've talked to people who say, I just want to do, I just like doing the creative work or I just like doing the, I just like doing the actual job. I don't really like sales or this or that, yeah. which is fine. I, but, but your business is going to die without it. So I think broke. if, if you're, if that's how you feel, like there's certain pieces that have to be like filled, right? Somebody's got to right. sell, somebody's got to fulfill. So yeah. it's like either you're going to sell and you're going to build a team to kind of fill and you can like oversee that or you can fulfill, but you're going to have to bring in like a partner or somebody else who can do some sales stuff. I mean, you can even get contract salespeople as long as they understand what they're selling. But then the thing is the more and more you sell, the thing people get caught up on a lot of times is right. Like they're busy, their time is full. So they're like, well, I don't need to sell anymore because I'm already busy with all my time. But then really they're just capping out because you can only, typically you can only, bill for so much of your time you know right right um, and you have to be kind of like the biz dev for your work right like kind of like the you have to mm-hmm. be there out there meeting people getting new opportunities in um and also you also like as a ceo of your own company you need time for reflection you need time for reflecting and, and gaining insights for yourself um which is important and you can't do everything right i mean <laughs> you need people on the ground yeah yeah I mean, and honestly, just like we were talking about reading those books, like for our work week and some other stuff. I mean, like you can get so many good ideas just from like taking time to read a book, just like schedule an hour a day to just read, you know, just like pick up a book somebody recommended and read it. Even if you get one or two good, like new ideas on it, out of it and like how to render business better. So like, yeah. it's usually worth, I mean, this book costs what, like 10 bucks, 12 bucks yeah. maybe on Amazon. I mean, the one you just told me about the virtual freedom one, I just, I just bought the Kindle for 10 bucks. So, or nine, nine bucks. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to take the time to read it, but I mean, usually even if you just go cool before I go to bed, I'll just keep my Kindle or my book by my bed and read for half an hour. You know, like you can still like squeeze out a lot of stuff and it's a great way to go to sleep. Makes you tired. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I read two pages and I get tired. That's why I listen to audio books, but I wish I could read. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, and I mean, the average CEO reads 54 books a year. So we are definitely into books and everybody who wants to be anybody. Like, I think that I also tell my students in the, in my design class, even though they're like regular designers that want to be employees in the company, I tell them like, mm-hmm. listen, like 
the books are out there right now on Amazon and the best minds in the world you can tap into even if you want while you're driving to work. Like that's like not tapping into those greatest minds, like Ray Dalio principles. Like, you know, um, like right now, if you, if you want to hire a team, right. But, but if you're a designer, you can read design books like Mireille's Hooked is an amazing book. Um, a, a book about design sprints, like every topic that you're like professionally seeking, it has books out there by the greatest minds. If you're not tapping into those minds, you're losing in life. Like you just like, there's no way around it. Well, you're taking the really, really long route unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, dude, there's shortcuts. Here you go. Like 10 bucks, nine bucks. Like you said, like it's out there and, and you were actually buying a book while you were talking to me here. It's like, you know, it's so easy. Like, please do that. Everybody. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I mean, we have to wrap up, but I think like just bringing it back for a second um, to the core principle of how you think and how I noticed everybody um, in, in our accelerator things, like in a mastermind and how I came to be thinking in 2018 and what helped me really grow businesses. What in like in being conscious of everything that we do and like in everything we do on our day to day, just thinking, okay, can I delegate this? Can someone else do it yep. instead of me? Although mm-hmm. I can do it and I probably can do it very well. Can someone do it? Maybe just as good as me, maybe a bit less, but good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. It's hard to always, it, like now I feel like anytime I do something, I've had so many people tell me that over the years now, it's I'm like looking every time I do something, I think, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? <laughs> you know, like it's hard, like I almost feel guilty sometimes about like any real work. Sometimes I have to tell myself, I've, I'm almost like swung so far that way. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm going to do this. I'll be fine. You know? And then after yeah. I get into it for a while, I'm like, nope, somebody else should do this. <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, it's just like, for years, like so many people have told me to do this, but like for me, I like um, you and the, and the rest of people and the people in the mastermind are kind of like on a very high level when it comes to business and management and stuff like that. For me, I like had my financial coach, which I'm so happy and lucky I brought him on board in like the end of 2017. But he told me like at, at the beginning of 2018, like Sagi, you need to start thinking about not doing everything yourself and start delegating and hiring people. And like me, hire people in my own company what like and i'm not making enough money what so it was like i guess a lot of people listening to us right now are just having their first revelation like oh my god i need to maybe think about delegating and hiring someone and and people on upwork can be cheap um like you get someone from from the philippines uh their economy is completely different so it's way way cheaper to get them but you still get a good task force um i mean think about the possibilities that are out there people and like think about like like David saying like everything that you do just I think should I be doing this <laughs> um and um and yeah read the four hour work week virtual freedom I think it's a great um this episode was a great intro to those books um yeah David like thank you man thank you for coming on board yeah yeah dude no um I'm happy to happy to chat yeah, I was gonna say one thing like if you were for for people like it doesn't have to be this huge commitment right like i would almost just start so like like you like you kind of outlined from that book right like pick the things that either that that need to happen that you don't want to do right and just maybe hire one person for three hours a week or something right that's like you could get somebody from the philippines for ten dollars an hour twenty dollars or whatever you know that's like you can do like from five from five to like even like five dollars or or less even sometimes that's like you know that's like 
a hundred dollars a month, right? Like depending on the size of your business, that might be a lot, that might be nothing, but like just start us like if you're, if you try to do something, you're like, Oh, this is kind of scary. Well then scale it down a little bit. Find someone just do like a tiny piece of the work and see how it goes, you know, and then just take it from there. Yeah. So. So thank you, bro, for coming on. And I know we talked about this. We can talk about so many other topics. Like we can geek out on funnels and on, on parenting <laughs> and relationships, like so many different topics. So I guess I'll bring you on again for another yeah, episode. Man. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. So that's, that will be ha- happening for sure. Um, maybe even like, even like in a couple months, maybe in just like uh, we'll just jam on another topic. So Cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. So, Good um, stuff. Yeah, man. So thank you so much and um, enjoy podcast movement. I know you're, uh, you'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Say hi to everyone for me. And um, All right, man. I'm flying out to FinCon in just like two weeks. So. Oh, cool. You're going to that? Yeah. Nice, you nice. You <laughs> I thought about it, but I don't think I'll be able to because I'm traveling um, to California. I'm going back to California in about two weeks, so a week and a half. So. Oh, all right. What, what for? Um, so... Right. Another another mastermind I joined too. Um, so I joined it like a month or two ago, or maybe it was actually longer than that ago. But really? who's um, mastermind? Trying to meet up over there. It's a guy Mark Lack L A C K. Okay. Um, he's big on like he's big on the marketing side. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like Pat was really good at like the audience building and the um, kind of like the long term content business stuff. And then Mark, but Mark's big on like the. He's a lot of spends a lot of money on paid advertising. He has like nice. courses and coaching and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so it's good. So I'll be, nice. he let me join their last, basically he let me join the tail end of the mastermind that was just finishing up. And then uh-huh. he's like, Hey, if you want to just like pay now for that year, I'll let you jump in now and basically give you like four months for free. I'm like, sweet. So, uh-huh, nice. um, so yeah, so I did that and, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He's been, you know, he's like, text me anytime you want to jump on a call. So I, chatted with him the other day and he's like yeah whenever you finish your um like your landing pages and stuff shoot them over for me and i'll i'll review them and look them over it's like he's it's really hands-on really really nice so yeah it's, nice. it's great and i think that's another great thing like we can start a whole new podcast and just mastermind oh, right like oh um, yeah but people are always like why would you pay for something like that i'm like well if you get more money back why would you not yeah and i'm uh, it's all like you, you say it's so simple. Um, it's make it sound so simple, but um, I guess just, I just don't think that way. And, but everybody is successful people like really like making an, you know, the high end of six figures or, or even seven figures is always thinking like about the things like delegation and how can I get a new coach or a new mastermind and get myself into a new group of people that will now be my, my colleagues, friends and mentors and uh, will hold me accountable. So, Dude, uh, yeah, congrats on your mastermind. Yeah, no, thanks, man. And I'm, you know, I'll still, I'll still hang out with all the Flincon or Flincon SPI folks. I'm thinking about doing that one again too. I'll just have to see how the finances work out. Doing two of them and the travel. Yeah. The biggest thing will probably just be the travel um, yeah. with Katie, my wife. She she might not love me going to California like every other week <laughs> from Florida. I'll probably rack up, get expensive quick too. So, um, but but yeah, man. I'm you know we'll always talk anyway. Yeah. So. For sure. So thank you, man. And uh, to everybody listening, let us know what you thought. Um, go on Instagram and um, you can tag davidyoung.xyz, right? That's um, it. So davidyoung.xyz and Sagi Schreiber. Mine is S-A-G-I-S-H-R-I-E-B-E-R. Um, and you can just find us, tag us, take a snapshot of, the, of your uh, phone right now. 
uh, wherever listening or watching and just like share. Uh, is there anything you took away from this episode? Let us know. We want to know. So um, everybody, thank you and have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Thanks. Hey everybody, what's up? Hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, be sure to go on Instagram. Just take a snapshot of this. Go on Instagram and just share it and tag davidyoung.xyz and myself, Sagi Schreiber, or you can tag The Creativepreneur Show. And we would love to see that you heard this episode and actually enjoyed it. And in general, send me a message. Um, like I enjoyed the podcast, man. Like be sure to send a message because I want to know you're out there listening because right now for me, you're just statistics on my analytics. I don't want that. I want to know you. I want to know who's listening to my podcast and I want to form a connection with you guys. So when you listen to this right now, just right now, go ahead and, you know, send me a message or, and also tag us on Instagram or something. You can send me a message on Messenger on Facebook or on Instagram or email uh, it's hi at sagishrubber.com and hope to hear from you and then enjoy the rest of your day, night, evening, wherever you're on the world. Peace. I think having processes are super important. Like everybody needs to know like what they're responsible for, for everything that happens.